Welcome to Best in Class, a podcast where we talk about the best versions of the best cars. Thank you for joining me, Steve, and my good friend Erica, as we argue over when our favorite cars are the top of their game. How's it going, Erica? It's going wonderful, Steve. Thank yeah. you for having me. Absolutely. You sound excited, and uh, <laughs> thanks for replacing Adam. He has, he has moved on for this week, so uh, that's good. I'm always happy to replace a man. <laughs> I thought there was going to be something after that, but uh, today we're talking about a car that is considered the other Camry. Uh, it's gone by such names as Pulsar, Sunny, Silphy, and it came to America in 1982. We're talking about the Nissan Sentra. Now, I would have never picked this, nor would have Adam. So, Erica, can you can you share why you picked this car? You know, before I go on the defense, I just want to say that the lineup in the past of other cars you guys have picked is not like the most impressive I've ever seen no, in my life. No, not good. Not good. So no, no that's why I, I had think to get a new host. I think yeah. we're amongst good company here. I the bar we've set the bar low, <laughs> and you have maintained that. So is what we got to. Well, I was look. Well, in choosing the Sentra, when you asked me. Mm-hmm. I was looking for a deep cut. You know, I'm always trying to be cool and interesting. So I wanted a deep cut, and I think we'll get into it. But the Sentra, current Sentra, I don't think anyone's saying anything very nice about it. I don't think it's... It looks okay, right? The new one? Sure, it looks okay, but a lot of things look okay. Yeah. Okay, Okay. I guess okay is not an exciting description of... of, of your dream car no I think uh, it's sitting right next to the Altima in terms of a rental car that you really Mm. just end up Mm. with okay for better or for worse with that CVT yeah Uh, so I think it's widely disliked right now or people are just indifferent to it but I'm hoping that we get into some deep cuts oh we will we got a lot and this is what I'm counting on you for of when it's more interesting yeah uh Again, came in 1982, eight generations, of which not much happened. Like, they just, they, they're very similar. They just add features, like, not, there's a few special ones in there, which we'll go into. Uh, it was the second car to be marketed in the U.S. Um, using the nameplate of the automaker and a model name instead of a number, so. Yeah, so I think uh, in your research and some yes. of the cars you've mentioned, yes. it is the, uh, what is the opposite of a predecessor? <laughs> um, something that follows behind? Yeah, <laughs> what's the word for that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it is, um, you know, we used to know it as the Datsun 210 or the Datsun B210. My mom had a B210, uh, but then it became the Nissan Sentra when they decided to go by their true name uh generally it competes against the corolla the civic the elantra the cruise and the focus is that kind of i mean not exactly a very exciting group to be in not exactly a very exciting group to be in but i think some of the sportier centers of yore may have arguably competed with a 2002 that's true that's true that's what they say that that was the inspiration for it was the 2002 I mean, anything's better looking than a 2000. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, I did a little research into where the name came from, uh, and it was created by a company called Name Lab, which for a naming place was a very creative name for themselves, I thought. Uh, and they created Acura and Lumina and also Sentra. And now, because you're in advertising, 
as I am, I'm going to share some marketing speak with you, which you'll love. Oh, good. Right? Are we going to align? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So this is this would be on your brief, right? Uh, <laughs> Nissan wanted consumers to understand that it was quite safe, even though it was small. And the word Sentra sounds like central as well as century. So it evokes images of safety. You know, I'm constantly uninspired by yeah. our industry, yeah. Steve. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's that's where the name came from. Um, let's see. Uh, that was made in Tennessee, so made in the U.S. Uh, the only body style manufactured in the U.S. was a two-door sedan. Everything else was made elsewhere. You want to guess um, how many of these lovely vehicles they sell per year? Okay, how many they sell or how many they sell to car rental companies? I don't have the breakdown. I don't have the breakdown, but it's probably, since we don't know anybody with one, it's probably mostly to rental places and, I don't know, undercover detectives, I guess. <laughs> My grandmother had, uh, what is it, the, is it the B14, the... Oh, you're already, you're already going deep codes I'm on so, me. I'm no, sorry. that's okay. No, it's good. That's, you're going you're gonna to take over this when we get into the actual... Well, the one from, yeah. from uh, like, the 1999 to, like, 2003 version that had, like, the buggy taillights and mm-hmm. had the uh, spec, uh, the SCR spec V version. My grandmother didn't have that. Okay. But... There is a racy one in there. That's the one you're talking about. Yeah. So this, this pod will get more interesting in a minute. Uh, they do about 1.6 million a year. That's crazy. And if anyone knows the breakdown of how many are sold to the rental car yeah. companies, I mean, please leave that, it I in think the this comments. Is, this is a global number, but it b- breaks out to about 180 an hour. In case you're curious. Um, do we know how that compares to? Oh, no, actually, this is a this is a this is a U.S. number because it's even more. Yeah. So anyway. Do they sell the Sentra in all the other countries? Yeah, uh, it's under different names. So that's where you get Sunny and Pulsar. <clears throat> so it's sold all over the place. Why can't we have Sunny? Why do we have to have Sentra? Because it makes us feel safe. America wants us to feel safe. <sighs> yeah. Not Sunny. We want safety. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where Pulsar is. That'll be. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, each generation, it got a little bit faster. Barely. A little bit more rounded mm-hmm. nothing super exciting mm-hmm. um early ones you're looking in 86 and 87 69 horsepower not a fast car but who is really yeah, yeah at that time at that time it just it makes me think back like wow under 100 horsepower but manual transmission that's fun yeah uh it's just um yeah 1993 big updates they got an airbag so that's that's safe. This is again safety, um, and this is when the SER came out, roughly like early '90s, 1993 or so. And we're talking about the two-door yeah. SER. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit? I suppose that I can. You can't do it. Do it. Um, well, in I'm not going to say the exact production years because I'm not. Uh, I don't know either. I'm and unqualified. As am I. To yeah. state th- those types Adam of facts and figures. Either. Adam wouldn't have known either. Yeah. Um, but I think very interestingly, around that time, they did come out with that SER Sentra one sold on Bring a Trailer recently. Yes. For about thirty-three thousand dollars. Four hundred and forty-five miles. On that thing, yeah. we'll talk about that later. But I do, yeah. Uh, but it's a it was a two door version of the Sentra. It had an inline four, had about 140 horsepower. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think it had some other performance upgrades that I'm not going to state, but it had really great styling. And I think anyone at the time would have said that it had packed a lot of performance for the price point. And I actually uh, indulged myself, which oh. I, I, I usually don't do. No, never, never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, very down to earth. In watching some vintage advertising oh. on the YouTubes, and yeah. they had an excellent campaign. We'll get to that. We have an advertising section. We'll oh, get to that. There's an yeah, ex- yeah, 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 yeah. But they had that tagline. Do you not listen to the pod? <laughs> no, of course I do. <laughs> no Nobody listens no to the pod, no Steve. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they had that excellent line in there. About um, built for the human race. No, that's just the brand tagline. Oh, okay. The the actual tagline for that ad was um, "Rich guys can't have all the fun." Oh, which you know that I am about the people enjoying the cars. Of course, Steve. The people. Yeah. Yeah. The common man. The common man. Yes. The working man. They did. Let's see. So you got your airbag, 140 horsepower, which is double what is normally available 1.6 um, it was only for three years and um you could get it could come in a manual mm-hmm. um and it's essentially not i mean are we seeing a lot of these around i think they had very low production very numbers, low numbers. Yeah. i don't think that i've ever seen one in real life i think it's a a unicorn at yeah. this point yeah because nobody liked it at the time. Did no one like it at the time? I don't know if that's I don't know. true. All the all the the all the blogs or whatever the the magazines loved it. They said finally yep. it was just a really cool and it and it evoked the previous when they were um, Datsun. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, they're kind of bringing the fun, affordable back. Yeah. And it was holding its own against all the other cars. Yep. And then Nissan decided we're not going to be that fun. Well, that is, you know, I love. I want to say for the record. For anyone listening, I love Nissan. I'm a yeah. big fan. Yeah. Sponsor me. But yes. also, I have my gripes, as a lot of people do, because during that time period, the Let's 90s, hear it. we had, you know, the 240SX. Mm-hmm. We had my favorite Z of all time, the Z32, and all dead. D E A D, dead. Yeah. And they, and sporty, beautiful things like the Sentra. Maxima was in a great place at the time as well. And they just don't want to have any fun at an affordable price point. What I don't do you know. think happened? I have no idea. No. Well, I can say from my primary research, mm-hmm. my entire life of being into Z32s, that that's an expensive car to manufacture. Yeah. yeah. It was way over-engineered. Mm-hmm. So that's a money suck. I don't know if all of them were, but you know, I think they. I think the 240SX sold extremely well. I think it was really well received and loved. Two doors are hard, just in general. To yeah. Keep, you know, that's a small market, right? Yeah. Um, and those are all the cars that people use for drifting. Yeah. At least in the beginning. Um, any other history or what does, what does Nissan Sentra mean to you? Cause it obviously means more to you than it means to me. Well, I don't like, personally own a Sentra yeah. and I'm not sponsored by the Sentra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but where does it, where does it sit in the like pantheon of like, if you pull up next to a Z, are you kind of like, hey, we're in the same family? Oh, totally. Oh, okay. Oh, totally. So we're brothers. Oh, okay. It's like, okay. or, or sisters, or just, you know, general family members. Yeah. So um, there, there's respect for that side? Well, I think, you know, as we were talking about, it's affordable, sporty vehicles, which I think is so hard to find 
at any point in time in the market. And I think, you know, I know you're going to talk about the advertising. I know we'll get to it. Yeah, that's okay. You're, you're the, you can go all over the place. I'm just saying. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, at the time it was marketed as a sports saloon, as they say, you know, and a businessman's sports saloon car, you know, making that daily drive more interesting at an affordable price point. So, and I think that's what the brand has always tried to accomplish. Okay. I just don't, I don't know. I don't see the Centra as getting all the, the, I mean, I'm sure there's Centra groups out there, but it doesn't seem to get all the love that the Z gets. Well, I don't think, Yeah. I don't think the Centra is getting the love that yeah. the Z gets. I yeah. think it's definitely more in like that 200, one, you know, that Sylvia class of niche market at this point. At this point. I, I don't know when it was new. I mean, I think people buying that car when it was new couldn't afford a Maxima, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of advertising and YouTube, did a little research on our on, on our YouTubes. And oddly enough, I think this is the only time this has ever happened, and they probably paid for it because we know advertising is horrible. Never has there been a car reveal with the most views, like when they do a launch. But for whatever reason, in 2019, the new Nissan Sentra reveal, it's got like 2.4 million views on YouTube. So obviously it paid for something. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but there's no, yeah, there's no crazy drift video with a Nissan Sentra that's got all the views. Interesting. Yeah. I was hoping for a better commercial for, because I did my own research yeah. on the YouTubes. And I was hoping for a better commercial for that, like, 2000 SCR mm-hmm. Spec V. Not out there. Nothing. Not out there. Just, well, I I would just say, um, from an advertising perspective, it used to be a lot easier to make car commercials. Uh, we're taught, the, the commercials that were I bore witness to <laughs> earlier this morning, yeah. I'm like, I didn't know that we could just... You say could do anything. We you could just say anything. whatever we wanted. No, there car, was no legal. There was no car yeah. on a black background, yep. and then take it up the one. That's yep. the whole thing. Done. It. Yeah, maybe I put love a plane that. in there. Put a plane in yeah, there. Maybe. Yeah. Some of the um, the Z commercials, like early two thousands, you know, um, from Shiat and stuff, are pretty wild. Wow, we're just dropping Shiat oh, yeah. right at yeah. st- okay. Yeah, Shiat has entered the chat. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> um, I did get some headlines from those print ads that were the original Nissan Sentra. All right, I'm, I'm uh, ready. You ready? Uh, and since you're probably more tuned into the Nissan culture than I am, let's see if this describes the um, uh, Sentra to you. Uh, first one I got is Bye Bye Basics, Hello Sentra. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Give you're, that guy a raise. Yeah. Luxury with a swift kick. Yeah. You don't need to pick a favorite yet because I've got a few more. Uh, here's one I thought that we couldn't get away with today. Uh, just image of the car, a little body copy, but headline that says, and they use this for a long time, you need this car. I love that. Yeah. It's simple. It's to the yeah. point. Yeah. Um, last one. I mean, there's, there's some good ones in there. Built to beat the world. And it did. Yeah. Did it? Did it? I, um, I was hoping that you would reference. I don't know if you saw the one for the the B14, the SCR, like the 2000s one, the commercial where it just 
it was like a um, a wanted ad for hot guys or like dream dates, and they just crossed off that language to make it describe the car. And it's wow. I don't want to call think your algorithms working different than mine. I don't want to call out any of our friends <laughs> in the industry, but it's some good stuff. Very questionable. Okay. Very okay. questionable. Okay. Things about abs. Oh. Uh, things about into... things about wet kisses. Oh. Wow. In this in this TV commercial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you, who do you think the target was? My grandmother. <laughs> and what year was that? Early nineties. It was like roughly nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah. A diff- a different time. Well, the commercial would run, and then you'd never be able to find it. Yeah. So if someone complained, they'd be like, "Did you see it? Oh no!" Like you couldn't put it forever on YouTube right. or social media where right. people are like, did you see this? And so once something happened, you could do that kind of stuff and it would just die. Yeah. And then it wouldn't matter. Um, I want to go into values real quick. Okay, get into it. Um, current Centra, roughly low 20s. Yeah. So fairly, I don't want to say affordable, but in the pantheon of cars. Now. Affordable. Yeah, yeah. Um, bring a trailer, which is, you know, Crazy values was the one you talked about earlier. Uh, $33,000. For that clean. For that, car. that car was clean, though. But where does a car like that, was it from a dealer? 445 miles. No, I think it was a single owner vehicle. And it sat there and no one drove it. Like, what is what was their plan in 1992? You think they're holding on to it for this moment? They forget about it? I don't. I mean, I think you're opening up a can of worms of why does anyone buy a car and leave it in their garage for 50 years? I mean, yeah, I got I got window stickers. Uh, late, so someone had passed away in Wisconsin, and they'd held on to this car since 1992. Massive, super fan of Nissan's. I mean, what, what, what's, what's, I'm trying to get into the head of the Nissan owner. Like, who's, who's, who's there in 1992 thinking, this is the one I got to have? You know, I would love to speak for a large demographic of people and, you know, say that mindset. But I think it's a general comment about why does anyone go buy a brand new car of any kind at any price point and keep all the stickers and leave yeah. it in their garage for yeah. 20 years? Yeah. It's a special, special type yes, of guy. it is. Or it gal, is. or yeah. gal, sorry. I think we could probably say it was a guy. I think we're okay with that. I think that's that's fairly... He, he lived in his basement, and the car just lived in the garage. I don't know. Maybe. I'm thinking ex-dealer. It's got to be a dealer of some sort, and they just... Yeah. So, um, high-end, 33000 for this, 19, you know, ninety two. But in general, they're going to run you about, I don't know, 3 to 5K. So you can get into one of these for, for very little. Are we saying that we can get into any Sentra for that amount of money? Or are we talking about this special B13? Not the special ones, yeah. Okay. The special ones is going to be more expensive. But okay. for just, you want, if you just want to enjoy the Sentra lifestyle, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, be able to go to the, the, you know, Nissan meets and be in the forums. Yeah. You know. That's that's the entry point is pretty low. I think you could get a two thousand without looking at any facts or figures. That's just, not what we do on this pod, so <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, I think you could get into like a two thousand and nine Sentra with a CVT for like four thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, I'd rather splurge on something from the nineties at that rate. Yeah, would you? 
would you pay $33,000 for this perfect uh, SCR from 92? All things being equal, meaning you're, you're, obviously, you're doing quite well. I'm doing well. I can and have any other car that like I want. This is like a car of 10. Yeah, okay. Then definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, just, and would you drive it? I would drive it. You and know, just put a ton of miles on it? Let me say this, Steve, and for everyone else out yeah, there. That okay. No am, one else is listening, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am pro driving my cars. Okay. Right. So I would drive it. I wouldn't, would drive, I wouldn't drive it into the ground because I'm against that. Yeah. I'm against, you know, thrashing vehicles, but I'm also not a garage queen. You would probably have to replace everything on that because it's probably just sat and everything. Oh, yeah. All those belts are yeah, withered away at this everything's, point. Everything's. A hundred percent. So nothing would be original, but you would just drive it and be like, I'm doing it. You would just own cars and coffee with like 400 miles on your car. Let me tell you what I would do, Steve. Yeah, take me through it. Take me through it. I want to hear it. I would come up with a persona of... Kind of like that BMW 2002 market, like in the 90s, white guy. Okay. Okay. I have a white, crisp linen shirt. Good. You know, I have a fresh haircut. I'm a corporate businessman. Okay. I have a Halliburton. I have a Halliburton briefcase. Okay. And I'm getting into my brand new center every day. Yeah. And that's how I'm showing up to cars and coffee. Okay. I'm taking on this persona as an up and coming yuppie. In 1992, like that's pr- my plan. Salesman, and yeah, you're doing it. Okay, 100. Okay. percent Wow, that's a that 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 would be interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like the level of thought you put into it, though. That intrigues me. That intrigues me. Yeah. And then I would obviously come up to the light with a 2002. Yeah. You know, that's just you know who I'm competing against, yeah. and I'm that person, that man, and I'm like. We're in a competition. We're in a drag race. Okay. Obviously, because I'm kind of the underdog. Would you be drag racing your 300-mile car? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you just said, I don't beat up my car, so I'm going to drag race everything. Well, I would pretend to. Okay. As I do in my real life. Yeah. You know, really juice them up at the light and let them go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Catch and release type thing? Yeah. Okay. That's my my MO. Okay. Okay. No, that's that's, I think that's probably a pretty standard Nissan Sentra, like, overall... (laughs) view i think a lot of people would agree with that yeah if they had this car they would dress like another person and go to cars and coffee (laughs) it seems super healthy and and you know all about you know having a slow but sporty looking vehicle steve so so it's all about you know nothing about me says fast (laughs) we've been over this (laughs) it's all about you know getting into people's heads like i see him sporty i see him fast what am i the badges what am i gonna do and then you let them get a ticket Mm -hmm. you know let them Mm -hmm. go yeah let those P car boys go. Um, yes, exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> oh boy, we're gonna get some comments. That's we're gonna okay. get canceled. We're gonna get canceled. Uh, I've got some movies and TV that the Centro was in. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. I went, I went deep. Um, a lot of stuff that you've probably seen. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, 2015. In what regard? Uh, what do you mean? Oh, like how important was the Sentra? In what Sentra was it? Is the protagonist is Alvin driving the no, car? No, it's not. It's not featured in the movie, but it's just seen a lot. So there was. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't watch Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> um, oh, I thought you did. No, no, I'm not. I uh, thought you yeah. did one of the voices. No, I yeah, I get that a lot. I get that a lot. Yeah, uh, Boys in the Hood, it was in there. Uh, Fast and the Furious, like almost all of them, it was in there at some point. Like the early ones, mostly the early ones. Um, Becker. Becker. Yeah. Wow. Remember that show? Yeah. Deep cuts. Yeah. Monk also. And again, 
he could be driving it just in a random episode. It's not like it was his car, but it was in there. Okay, this is not really on topic, but I want to mention the Dotson honeybee that was featured in an episode of the popular adult animated TV show Archer. Which is awesome. Well, two things. Archer's great, and we never have to be on topic here, so there's no <laughs> rules, so don't. I don't know. You've kind of seeming been seeming to try to stay on topic on the outline. Well, I mean, at least some sort of organization, okay. yes, you know, for all our fans. He's a copywriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um... Men in Black 2, Spider-Man 2, a lot of sequels, and that's pretty much it. And again, kind of in the background. It maybe, is in the background yeah, in life, I yeah, think. Not, it's, it's a background car. And so I'm going to pose this question to you, and we do. Is it, is it a hero or villain car in your mind? Okay, I'm marinating on the question. Okay, that's all right. No rush. We can come back to it. I think it's a villain car. Hit me. <laughs> this, I need to hear this. I need to hear this. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> well, when I think about it, and I think about the persona I've created yeah. on the yeah. spot for this podcast, yeah. I think villain immediately okay. by that description. And then when I think about the Spec V yeah. from the 2000s that had the, the front fascia that's borrowed from the GTR, oh, okay. I think villain. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then I think all those other nameless Sentras in the body bag, I think somebody stole it, you know, hit and run, that kind of vibe. But it's not like the hero car where he's like up and coming, trying the best he can. He starts out in the Sentra. It's not like a good guy car. It's like not a, an 86. No, no. Okay. I mean, it could be. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in hearing counterpoint. You think it's like an 86? I feel like it's, it's, if you're in a Sentra, it's the start of the movie. He's a good guy. He's just trying to make his way. Like, it's not a bad person car. And then in the end, when he does something good, he gets, like, a real car. But he starts there. So you are kind of quoting uh, Gold Digger by, uh, who is that gentleman, Jamie Foxx, when he says, uh, I'm going to make it, uh, what did he say? He says. I have no idea. All right, I'm going to quote <laughs> yeah. it. You talk about something. Okay. I'm going to okay. quote it for Okay, I've got, um, we also try and do famous owners. There aren't any. Uh, the Nissan Sentra, if you're famous, you're not driving a Sentra. Uh, I went into the forums a little bit, which uh, it was interesting. Uh, basically, if you go into the forums for the Nissan Sentra, it's just a bunch of problems. Everybody's just very negative in there. Not, you don't want to go in the Sentra forums. Everybody's, I think they have transmission problems. Uh, between overheating, um, just about headers, brakes, uh, no power, air conditioning, headlights, like everything. I've never, like, I spent a lot of time in these forums for this podcast. Uh, and a lot, like one of the stickies is titled, Help Please. Just to give you an idea. Anyway, go back to your quote. And what are the Ferrari forums like? Do they uh, also say, Help Please? Um, no, it's not even that clever. It's just <laughs> a lot of boring people being like, Hey, um, what piece of paper are you going to print out to go to Carson Coffee to put it on the stand in front of your car? <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with this, so yeah. Um, okay, I would like. I think what you're saying about the hero, yeah. I think it's a direct quote from the song "Gold Digger." Okay, um, which is by the artist. Makes a lot of sense by the artist formerly known as Kanye West, featuring uh, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, and he says uh, he gonna make it to a Benz out of that Datsun. There you go. So a come up vehicle. So so basically, uh, 
Kanye and Jamie Foxx agree with me, so you're wrong. <laughs> it's kind of what we got to, I feel like. Yeah, uh, let it be known that Steve and Ye are on the same wavelength, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so great company. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, things are going well for me. <laughs> um, all right, so we got to get to our picks. So at this part of the podcast, we pick a version, mm-hmm. and so do you want to go with your pick? Yeah, I think I have um, very clearly stated that I'm all in on that B13 SCR two-door 1.6 liter manual transmission Sentra, one of which sold recently on Bring a Trailer for $33,000. Or we didn't talk about it, Steve, but there's also the version of the Sentra that came after that that has the uh that's basically a 200 sx we only get to pick one well i book i pick both okay okay you gotta leave one for me but go ahead i said all i wanted to say (laughs) uh so was that 93 is where you're going 93 is what it was somewhere in that early 90s early 90s versus late 90s the the 200 sx one is 95 through 99 okay i'm gonna go a little later okay so i want a little modernity 2007 um, the SER Spec B. Um, just a little bit faster, a little bit better. I'll go into it more later. But oh, there's a later. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. This we're we're gonna be here for a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you want to leave right now. I thought we were getting lunch. I know. I, <laughs> yeah, we're almost there. We're almost there. Um, and so mine's just just what's the horsepower on yours? Do you know? One forty. Okay. Yeah, that's too slow. Um, I'll go into why mine's better later. But finally, we get to categories, which is. Where you're going to excel. Are you texting while we're doing the podcast? I am researching things on my phone. <laughs> Let it be known to the listeners. I have a phone. Steve has hey. a laptop. Yeah. I sent the link. You could have brought a laptop. And I have my There's phone okay. because I'm young. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> it's like having Adam back. <laughs> okay. So uh, topics. Impact on car industry and popular culture. Was there an impact on the car industry, do you think, when this car came out? I think at different times, maybe there were, because I think it, what it's always trying to do is be affordable and sporty, you know, like we kind of already hit on here. Yeah. And I think your pick, that that Spec V, was ousted by people getting Subarus. You know, I think comparably, okay. if you look at okay everything in that time period, it was competing with Subarus, and people wanted those, and they stopped making them. I mean, you know, there's nothing... Interesting. Uh, popular culture-wise, is it a cool car? You know, it's not really in movies and TV that we talked about. Is it, you know, is it a enthusiast car? Is it, is it, there's a lot of love for it, but popular culture-wise, not much impact? Well, everyone knows what a Sentra is. Even non-car people know what Sentras That's are. That's true. That's true. That's not necessarily a good thing, but... It's just a car. People are aware of it. Okay. But in, in popular culture, like, it's not... It's not gonna be in a rap video anytime soon. I'm gonna talk about my peeps. <laughs> <laughs> Since you brought it up. <laughs> well, I think you see what's kind of going on in. Well, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But no, I, 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 I not, definitely yeah. think in culture today, I could see some of these sporty '90s Sentras yeah. hitting the rap videos. Okay. Hitting like you know a young, white hip LA guy rap video. Okay. I could see it. And you're it. pretty deep in the street racing culture. Like, is ba- I'm basically a drifter. Yeah, and so the central rolls up, and it is you know people remember it, right? Is what we're saying. I think people remember it. I think, like I said, it's a deep cut. I think people would get excited okay. about seeing some of these unicorn right. ones, and 
we are seeing a rise in literally literally drift cars in popular rap videos. Like we're seeing people rapping around cars with full roll cages on a sound stage and it really doesn't make any sense. That's okay. But I think sense. but I think the Sentra could be in that category. Okay. All right. Uh, perception versus reality. So for this category, we talk about what people think of the car versus how it actually is. Example, like some cars people think are really fast and they're not, or that they think things are great cars, but they're actually not reliable in reality. So the perception of the Sentra is affordable in quality. Is it a good car? I don't know. What, what, when people see it, it drives up, what do they think? I think they think cheap yeah. and economy and quality. And I think the I think that's the perception and rental cars. I think they yeah. also think rental yeah. car. But I think as you said, not always the most reliable. Depends on the year. Yep. Um and there are some sportier versions of it. So in reality, there's a there's a little bit of a kind of enthusiast appreciation for the Sentra. Yeah. That I think a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. And then if you got the right one and you drove around in it with amongst the right group, they'd be like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we talked about this category a little bit earlier. Future classic. I mean, I don't know if we can count bring a trailer with like 400 miles on it. Like in general. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. In general, are these going to be future classics, you think? I think some of them. Okay. I think some of them. I don't know if you're noticing. I mean, the Spec V was your pick. Yeah. But I think if you see one of those on the road with a little spoiler, a yeah. little sporty yeah. styling, that front fascia in a yellow or a burnt orange or a blue metallic, I mean, that's a slap, Steve. Okay. <laughs> As we say. Um, so you think they're going to they're gonna be a uh, – like GTRs have gone – crazy your supers have gone crazy if i'm a 20 something person that wants a second kind of vintage car from my era that i grew up seeing or something i don't know it could be a centra i think so i definitely think so okay where are um i'm making this podcast young again yeah yeah no you are it's it's i'm that's why we brought you on yeah different demo uh could this car be made by another brand yes is and what is it Toyota okay, or Which, Honda. I think I read an interesting article at some point in the last week. Okay. I mean, maybe not. It wasn't probably that interesting. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think the S, they didn't focus, you know, Nissan, they meander. I think if they had focused on the Sentra, it could yeah. have been like an SI Civic. Yeah. It could have continued to compete. There was a Nismo one mm-hmm. that did not go well, right? There was some issues that it was just a bit of paint and yeah. Yeah. But they also made Nismo parts for the Spec V Sentra mm-hmm. so that you could do all these great performance upgrades to. So I think that if they had kept it focused, it could have continued to compete with a WRX. Just saying. Yeah. Or a Civic Si, but they they weren't committed enough. Like obviously Honda and Subaru have stayed committed to that over these years. So your Focus, your Civic, your Subaru, probably all a better version of this yeah. this this group. Okay. Uh, we talked about advertising. I told you we we're going to get to this. Oof. Yeah, and you, uh, <laughs> we just had some great headlines, <laughs> had some good advertising. Uh, does the car live up to the advertising? 
do we think? Since we have t- finally two advertising experts in the room. <laughs> well, I think uh, if you know anything about advertising, Steve, you know there are no experts. Yes, exactly. But uh, do you think it lives up to the advertising, though? I think it depends what advertising we're talking about. I loved those that campaign that I kind of mentioned earlier for that for the B13 one where they literally kept saying it's a sports saloon. It's affordable. It competes with ever, all these other cars. And why let rich guys have all the fun? They literally say that in these ads. Don't let rich guys have all the fun. Yeah. And that's my platform for yeah. life. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that gives you a something to say, you know, why'd you get a Sentra? Don't let rich guys have all the fun. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get it. Fair. 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 Okay. All right. We'll give it, we'll give a nods up to advertising from a certain region (laughs) or a time period. Um, Any complaints about your choice as far as like missed opportunities or anything? Like the model you picked, do you think it could have been better looking? Could have better performance? What would you have liked on it? I think they could have made it for longer. Okay. Could have been faster. Could have been. I mean, it can always be faster. Yeah. yeah. For mine era, I think I think it could have just it could have been better looking. Um, not no one's ever thinking the Sentra as I know it's become ironic and cool and whatever from the '90s um, for the Radwood folks, but never a great looking car. Never a great sounding car. And I think maybe if uh, if they got yeah racier somehow, I know there was some early early like you saw the success with the Datsun mm-hmm. where everybody loved to race it. <clears throat> if they could have done more of that, yeah, and said okay, just keep racing the Sentra in yeah. some sort of form, that would have helped. I think they do race it. I mean, don't quote me on that, but I think they do race it somehow somewhere. It's yeah, I didn't, I wasn't able to find anything, but. Um. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's not talked about in the U.S. anyway. I think uh, to your point about you know what is it kind of known as and what is the reality of that? I think it's one of those cars where when it's good, it's great. Yeah. When it's terrible, it's awful. Like your pick that two thousands, early two thousands, late nineties spec V. When that's fun, it's fun. It's great. Yeah. But my grandmother had that car, just like the little like POS one. Yeah. And it was just exactly that yeah. it was yeah. quite terrible yeah. i learned to dislike it very greatly okay so uh i think you're gonna answer this question much better than i will uh if you have your pick you have your early 90s centra uh where are you driving it and then what does that owner do for a living where am i driving it yeah. and then what do i do for a living no the idea is that if someone has that car uh-huh like doesn't have to be it's not you personally. Okay. But it's the, the royal type you. of person that would choose that car and say, I want an early ninety Sentra. Mm-hmm. You know, in present day it's twenty I don't even know what year it is, twenty twenty two. Uh and I want to drive an early nineties compact mm-hmm. Japanese car. Mm-hmm. Who is that? You know, where are they driving it? So where are they taking it? Like for me. I'm probably going to try and go to some Japanese car show mm-hmm. and and I'm also driving I'm because it's still a Nissan. I can still drive the daylights out of it. Mm-hmm. I'll probably use it on a fairly daily basis, mm-hmm. but no one except for a small group of people. Um, and I'm probably going to be in some sort of tech job. 
like tech sales. Interesting. And How I old got, are you? I would say this <clears throat> person, like, they probably wanted the 90s one, but they couldn't find one. So they said, what's the next rarest one? And we're saying we're buying this current day. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It could be back in the day. Okay, we're be... either buying it brand new or current day. I mean, the pers- I think the perception is a little different depending okay. on when you're buying a car. What would lead someone present day, let's say some some youth, some <laughs> yeah. person, to say a car that they haven't even really been around mm-hmm. and it wasn't in their lifetime, they say, I want that one. You can give me that. Who's Who is that? And where are they driving it? Well, that's your car that you're talking about, so. No. Like, who would buy – okay, anyone. Who's going to buy this 90s thing that you chose? Are you are you on that list? Would you keep it as a as a like third fourth car? I I'm I'm on that list. No. And would, yeah. Okay. I'm on that list. Yeah. And actually, the gentleman that sent me the bring a trailer link of the car we've been oh, referencing. There we go. Okay. He is a a British man. Okay. A very tall British man. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to state his age because I can't really think of it, but I think thirties, okay. late thirties, okay. early forties. And he really enjoys um, Grand Wagoneers. Interesting. Okay. So that's really like his poison of choice is oh. a Grand Wagoneer. Can we say what he does for a living? He works in advertising. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think someone buying this early 90s is, is can definitely be in advertising. Yeah. Advertising tech, something like that. Some yeah. Sort of something like that. Like the... Amazon, the apples, and whatever, yeah. something. Uh, so you kind of answered this question already, but what's the second car in the garage? Of the person that we're talking about. It can be it can be present-day person. It can be of that era, like in the 90s, if they got this spec. Well, I can tell you, actually, yeah. Steve, okay. uh, a, a first-hand example. Yeah. In the 90s, okay. I had an uncle. Well, I yeah. still have this uncle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I had an uncle yeah. who was successful in the 90s. Okay. You know, the glory of the 90s. The money's just pouring in. Pouring in. in. Well, if you're buying a Sentra, yeah. You know? Yeah. And he bought his wife a Maxima okay. of the time. Yep. She had the Maxima. Okay. And he had the Pathfinder, the like fully loaded yeah. equivalent leather seat Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. This is Connecticut. Oh, okay. Uh, and, Rough area. And he had... Um, his OG like seventies two forty in the backyard. Oh, amazing! Yeah, on blocks or like working. Well, like, it's kind it of functional? a uh, it's kind of a tragic story that oh. I I can't get into here can't on the pod. Okay. okay, but we haven't done the two forty. Maybe we'll we'll do that at some point. But um, that that's their that's the full garage. Okay. Is you get okay. you get the the very luxurious so it, SUV. You, okay. you get they're yuppie cars. Yeah. I mean, at that time, I think it's a yuppie car. An affordable yuppie car. So you think the there's a Sentra and a Maxima is what's in the garage? No, I think it's a Sentra and an equivalent SUV. Okay. like a, Do you think that they would stay in the Nissan family? I don't think they have to. You know, I gave an example, but yeah. I don't think it's it's necessary. Okay. Me, I'd get a Land Cruiser. Mm, okay. okay. Rich. Yeah, you're doing it. All right. What about you? Let's see. So I've got my 2007 very specific specked out, you know, spec V car. Yeah, it's specked out how. <laughs> I mean, that's all I'm going to say. Like, that's enough at Cars and Coffee. That's all I need. And in the forums, I'll just talk about horsepower. You read stuff. the brochure. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but it's got it's it's manual. It's suspension upgrades. It's got all the things you need. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have that. And then my second car, hmm, it's probably going to be an SUV because I'm probably going to want some space. Yeah. I might go wagon. Okay. So I might go um, like Lexus wagon. Remember the when they made the wagon? Oh, the what is it called? The CT. No, not that one because that's smaller. Oh, but they had an they had an IS that was a wagon. Yeah, yeah. So I'd probably have something like that with my my. I want a little more space. You know, not to meander in topic, no, but I'm got going. Time. But we I got. got I'm going to anyway. You bringing up Lexus makes me think of perception and marketing and yep. demographic versus who's actually buying and interested in this car. Because Lexus makes me think of. We all know who Lexus is trying to get. Yeah. How, who they're trying to conquest, not to use a marketing word, et cetera, so yep. forth. But who really likes Lexi is the tuner community. Mm-hmm. They're out here trying to be like, oh, the LS500, that's a $100,000 car for some old white guy. But you know who really wants that? The tuner community. Yeah. They want to slam it. And the, they want to VI- VIP. Yeah. They want to yep. VIP it. And they uh-huh. want to go, you know low ride around downtown LA like as you would yeah that's the community and I think it's kind of the same thing here they're trying to market the centra of the time as it's economy it's sporty it's for a businessman but is it for a businessman or is it for a businessman with a secret lifestyle interesting okay so second car and garage probably just a little more space SUV of some sort back on topic is that is that what we're doing is that what we're saying well what do you think the marketing currently of the Nissan Sentra? Is it for the kids? Is there any marketing for the new Nissan Sentra? Yeah, I think so. It's out there somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I'm not Are the you target. making it? Are I know. You, are no. you making it personally? No, my Nissan days are long gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we're getting to the end here. I got a few more questions. Thanks for your patience. Would you uh, – what do you drive right now? Your, your, your – what's Brad – Brad identifies as a 370Z Nismo. Okay. Would you... Tra- and I don't want to hear anything in the comments about how I'm a biased speaker. No. No, no. No one comments. No one's listening. <laughs> it's very free here. Yeah. Uh, would you trade Brad for the perfect low-mileage Nissan link you sent me? That's a tough question. That's what we're here for. We're hard-hitting journalism <laughs> on this pod. Yeah, this is yeah. He made one outline in his entire career, Whoa. and now we're Whoa. and now we're Whoa. hard-hitting Easy. journalism. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a very difficult question yeah. okay. for me, um, because I'm a I'm a one car owner. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a single. This is a single car household okay. that we're running over here. Okay. So it's not like if I asked you, would you still have a very impractical car that breaks down all the time, but, but still have your Whoa. Fiat? How can it break down when it's always in service? That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> but not to be a this yeah. is not that's no, no, not to I be a hater. It. It's just yeah. the facts. You yeah. have your one impractical yeah. car, and then you have your car that ru- that works. Yeah, my car Most of the time. my car works. Yeah, and I love it for that. Okay, which is exactly why I don't have any old cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're saying you probably wouldn't trade it. Not if I have to replace all those belts. Well, let's just let's just assume that it works, right? Like I can just drive it, it off the lot, and you can just drive it, and and would you do it? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's only because I have a strict dinner car policy. 
a dinner car policy. Oh, let's oh, let's go into this. Let's let's. All right, kids. If you haven't been listening, finally we're getting to some quality quality content here, as the kids say. So, okay, the term is dinner dinner car. Yes. Okay. Okay. Take me through it. And it's just important. Um, it, and it depends what kind of lifestyle you have. Uh, we're very open here. Whatever <laughs> lifestyle you want to have, no judging. But a dinner car, okay. I do think you and I uh, tend to have maybe a more luxurious lifestyle than maybe we deserve sometimes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But it's important that any car you drive, you can take to dinner. Like, okay. You can take it into the streets, but can it also go I, to the – I love this. Can so it like, also at, show up in Beverly Hills? I get a lot of compliments that my car is so bone stock as it is. Questions and compliments. Bone st- Who says that term to Me. you? Uh, bone- anyone. People, people come up to you and say, oh, my gosh, is that bone stock? Yeah. Well, wow. they, yeah, they say, yeah, they say <laughs> <laughs> is that chicken soup? Yeah. <laughs> but it's important to me because someone with a bagged Nismo, yeah. they can't go to Beverly Hills. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. But it's right. important to me to keep a dinner car on okay. tap. Okay. And I'm sorry, but the Sentra of any kind is not a dinner car. Okay. So you're driving yourself to dinner? Is that... Well, some, sometimes you have to. Okay. Okay. No, I get it. I get it. All right. So um, we're going to use this. I think we're going to add this to the pod. Is this a dinner car? Oh, I love that. I think, that, I think we should. I think Is a dinner great. car or not? I love yeah, that. Yeah. Dinner. Okay. Are there any more parameters to a dinner car? It just has to be like good for the valet, good in all areas. Well, if you have a dinner car, you probably aren't valeting it. Oh. A true dinner car. Okay. Okay. If, if you are driving, you just give them the money and say, "I'll park myself." If you have a true dinner car, you give them an extra twenty and you say, "I will be parking this car myself." Okay. Okay. All right. That's fascinating. Okay. Well, oh, I, I, I love I love that you want to add dinner car to the rotation. Yeah. It's I, like, is it a hero car or a dinner car? Yeah. I mean, there's a difference, or a villain car. So yeah, yeah. dinner car. I'm on board. Um. So you're not going to trade it. Um, I don't. Th- I would not trade my my Fiat for a 2007. I can't remember what it was when I picked for a 2000. <laughs> he doesn't even know yeah. what he picked. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's the thing. It's a Sentra. I just. I just. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade the Fiat. It's. It's too. But you're not at risk for losing a dinner car. No. Well, yeah, but the other thing doesn't go to dinner. What a nuisance. Yeah. Well, because you can't valet it, or and if you, but if you do, I would judge you. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. If we went to dinner in your other car, which I don't know why we don't say it, do we not want you to seem clout worthy on the pod? No. No. Everybody knows about the Ferrari. We've okay. got a three hundred eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Steve has the the three hundred eight. Yeah. If Steve let someone valet his three hundred eight at dinner, there'd be a lot of judgment yeah. in the room. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, it's tough because you don't people, care about your like, car. Oh, you're that guy, and then there's a, the other half of the people that say you should park it yourself, and so yeah. But Base, we live in LA. I mean, everybody's that guy. That's true. Yeah. If um, you're not that guy I doing have, that, I have valeted it once, and that will be the last time. If you're not that guy demanding to park your own car, you're that guy who just bought the 720, who's revving it in front of the valet. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So. Yeah. This uh, has nothing to do with a Sentra. Yeah, it does. No. Dinner car, this is, it took us, you know, almost an hour, but we got to the dinner car piece, which I think it's is valuable, valuable information. Yeah. I would have never got there with Adam. So I think this, he doesn't know what a dinner car is. Never no. seen a dinner car. No. no. Uh-uh. Uh, last question before we go to our closing arguments. 
uh, Chevy Spark. So the reason we bring this one up is that it's the cheapest available car. So would you, and you get to drive it for a year, you have, you have to drive it for a year as your only car, would you take it over your 90s spec Nissan Sentra? No. You'd go with Nissan? 100%. Okay. But you're going to have Bluetooth in the Chevy Spark? It's still manual. I don't want to talk to anyone. No. So okay. It okay. doesn't interest me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and I'll take the I'll take the Sentra over a Spark because it's essentially the same thing. Because mine's pretty modern in 2007. It's not like I'm losing anything. Yeah, I don't think there's Bluetooth in there, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's just fine. It'd be, I'd be okay with it. Uh, closing argument. Why don't you tell me why your car is um, best in class for Nissan Sentra? I think it has the most fanfare. If anyone can oh, use the internet, okay, Google it. Although, again, I'm going to bring up that 200 SX comparison. We didn't get into it. We don't need to. It's oh, we totally a, can. We it's totally a, can. It's a deeper cut, but no, do it. I think that one's great as well. I like yours though. What, I like that. What spec year B. is the 200 S? What's the 95 to 99? Okay. So okay. it's basically just the two door bigger engine Sentra from that time period. Okay. But they just stopped calling it the Sentra. It's the 200 SX. I have a side question. Go ahead. Um, you're a, a young person. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, why the love for 90s cars? That, I know we only talk about one car at a time on this yeah, pod, yeah. but I think the rise in 90s cars is a larger conversation. Okay. That I, I don't is think it, can be concisely. Is it for young folk? I, I just don't understand it at all. Like, why would you want anything from there? But, And then also, it's it wouldn't be like a car you had as a young, or I, I guess car you spent time in as a kid getting driven around in? My dad's car, my dad's car, he has a Z32 300CX. Okay. It was a 1990, and I was in that car since I was a baby. Okay. You know, so okay. I think a lot of people my age, millennials, yeah, calling us out. I think, I think it's a mix of why they're so popular now. Millennials, like people my age, those are cars that were new when we were growing up. That okay. we're like, I'm a baby, I can't drive, obviously. Yeah. And we see them and we're like, oh my God, wow, that's a car. I mean, there's so much love for the NSX, obviously. Yeah. And there are so many people that that was like an OG car that they saw. Like, wow, that's yeah. a sports car. I, I got to have that. Um, so I think now that millennial, I think there's a lot of articles about this, Steve, yeah. actually. No, no. no. I, yeah. Now that millennials have money or something, Debt, I guess. Yeah. Um, they're like, what is a and car that semi more affordable? The cars in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, 70s, I don't think anymore. Not but... anymore, but like compared to sixties, seventies, eighties. Yeah. You know, some of those cars have just become. Crazy. I think I think it's just different because those are I don't really know what the con like the designations of what a historic, a vintage, a classic car is at this point, but I think those are like classic cars. You know, it, uh, like a. 200 SL, like that is so different from like a long, slow Japanese car from the 90s. Yeah. That, that's such a different vibe. And I think the youths, as I mentioned, the, mm -hmm. the drift cars and the rap videos, that's coming up as well. And then they're, they're old. I mean, it's interesting because not everyone has my experience of like having a parent who is into those 90s Japanese cars for uh -huh. someone that some people it was just about like Gran Turismo or something yeah. like that but some people did have parents who had those cars 
in the 90s. So I think there's a lot of love for them now for all those reasons. And there and you um, here in LA, you see the older gentlemen driving their minty NSXs. So yeah. I think it's everywhere. My pick, and the reason you should pick mine over yours, is that it basically has everything yours does. It's just a little more modern, mm-hmm. a little more horsepower, a little more stuff. You're mm-hmm. going to enjoy it more. Um, it's just suspension handling. It's just going to be a little bit better. It doesn't give you the 90s experience, but if you want, I think the Sentra is designed to be a workhorse car, just a car that's meant to like work and do things. Did the, any of the marketing speak to that? I think a little bit, where it was just like nothing fancy here, you know, because that's the, you know, don't let rich people have all the fun. You can still have all the stuff, and it's just designed to, like, work. And I think that the the 90s one is, too, like, if you're going for that, you get a Subaru. My version is just the classic, like, Sentra, and it'll work. But it still has a little bit of some badging on there. But I didn't hear anything you said other than I appreciate that you said don't let rich people have all the fun when the line is quite literally don't let rich guys have okay. all the fun. Okay, here we go. All right. Well, <laughs> well, we will end woke, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, again, yeah, why you're here, but that's all right. Um, I think that's it. Any uh, final comments you want to throw in? It's we a pleasure. Made... It's a pleasure as always, Thank Steve. you for coming. Much more enjoyable than being here with Adam. Thanks for coming over here on a weekend. And um, guys, if you have any comments, don't or leave suggestions, them. Don't leave them. We're on Instagram. I really don't look at it as much as I should. Don't but at I'll us. Get to you. Yeah. So follow us. And Erica, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good weekend. See you, everybody. Bye.